This is an Equity Beats Media podcast. Before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wandry people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders past and present and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to Your Ingle Company Summer Series, a set of conversations where we are chatting to some of Australia's most relatable voices for their take on taboo money topics. Over eight weeks, we will be asking the money questions that may have recently been on your mind, but you haven't had the confidence to bring them up. Questions like, why am I putting so much pressure on myself financially right now? Or how do I tell my friends that sometimes I just can't keep up socially? We know firsthand that talking about money can be oh so awkward. And we want to acknowledge right off the top that there is a huge amount of privilege inherent in all of these conversations we'll be having. But we do think that the more open we are about money and the more perspectives we can gather, the better off our overall financial well-being will be. So, welcome to our Taboo Money Conversation series. I am Maddie Guest, and as always, I'm in some very good company with my co-host, Sophie Dicker. We hope that this episode gives you a catalyst to start your very own money chat. This series is brought to you by UP. As upsiders ourselves, we are super excited to be working with a brand that is aligned with our purpose of helping young people tackle their finances. UP is the first digital bank which is making money easy for our generation by giving us the tools to get our finances sorted and get what we want in life. And what I want right now is to chat to Dil Buckley about his take on some taboo money topics. Today, we are very excited to be joined by a former professional athlete at the GWS Giants and Carlton Football Club, shame it's not the Mighty Hawks, founder and director of Content Studio Producey, host of the Dill and Friends podcast, co-host of the List Cloggers podcast and author of his brand new book, Honest Chats, Dylan Buckley. Dill has made a name for himself with his light-hearted interviews that managed to cover some pretty taboo topics. So we thought, who better to join us on the pod for a money chat than someone who has become an expert in getting footy players to open up and be vulnerable. Dill, welcome to YIGC. So, Dill, we have been starting these episodes with a would you rather. Oh. <laughs> and we have had some sneaky input from one of your team here today to just help make, you know, the two questions, make sure they're really challenging for you. Would you rather leave money to your son, Max, but not be able to play golf for the rest of your life? Or would you rather leave no money to your son, Max, but be able to play golf for the rest of your life? 100% max. I'd do anything. <laughs> so you it, can't play golf for the rest uh, of your life? I'd be okay with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, as in, I wouldn't be okay with that at all. <laughs> but I'd, I was thinking about it the other day, actually. It's really funny where this sort of uh, chat's coming. Obviously, we met a while ago and, um, and I was very fortuitous because I am in like such a weird phase in my life right now of like being 30. I don't even know what a millennial is, but like, am I? Yeah, I you're a so. millennial. Okay, so I'm a millennial. Yeah, it goes up to like, like 45. It's weird. Okay, well, I'm in there. So I'm a, th- a millennial, but I'm, th- you know, like I'm a young dad as well. And like, it just changes your, you know, I never gave a shit about very privileged lifestyle of not having to care about a lot of things like politics and the world and like stuff. But as soon as you do become a parent, like you go, oh, that's interesting what that happened with that primary school and stuff. Like mm. that's six years away, but you just start thinking about stuff like that. And yeah, it's been a crazy time thinking about, you know, finance, life, business, the 
person you want to be, what you want to leave behind, the legacy that that is, all those sort of things. So it's like a therapy session today, but I think <laughs> we'll, we'll probably be working through all of them. So talking about childhood then, yep. do you remember like your first experiences with money? Mm, definitely. Well, to probably go back to go forward, like I think over the last, this sort of period, you know, all throughout my, my sort of adulthood now, I suppose it's been, you know, what, since I've been 21, so the last sort of like nine years, I'd say. Don't count like 18 to 21. That's I don't, yeah, I'm not counting that. I'm not counting that at all. <laughs> 21 was when it takes a lot longer for guys to sort of grow up a bit. Maybe 25. Um, but I think yeah, I've had a, probably a bit of a bad relationship with money just in the sense of like when I grew up, I you know, I said earlier, I'm sure you've pre, you know, cursed everyone with this, but like around, I'm extremely lucky of the life that I live, but there was a lot of probably financial stress on both my parents um, growing up, you know, whether that sort of be having to keep up with mortgage repayments, like they ended up selling the house when I was about 21 years old. So I remember that always being something like prevalent in my mind. And I think through that, I developed a really negative mindset to it in the sense of like accumulating and just trying to accumulate as much money as I could and get really frustrated when that wasn't going the right way and not having a clear vision of what I actually wanted or what that was for, but just trying to just grow and just thinking, oh, I just need as much money as I can. And you can understand that from a psychology point of view, mm-hmm. but you want to do that so you feel safe and you've got worries and not want to be in a position that, you know, maybe if your family members or friends had found themselves in before. So I think for me that had always been a very big thing about that. And I was really lucky um, as a young bloke to go to a private school. Um, I got a scholarship, full scholarship to a private school. You always talk about how you're not like smart. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, it was a sports, sports scholarship. Down. Yeah, sports scholarship. It wasn't, wasn't an academic, unfortunately. I'd love to. Still smart. Actually, it was sports a finance. Smart. It was a finance scholarship. Yeah, it was a finance. I'm like, wait, hold lack on. Of, Something's lack not adding of up finance here. scholarship. God, it wasn't an academic, I can tell you that now. Um, so, yeah, I got a full scholarship to a private school, which was, which was incredible. And I think that as well gave me even more probably of an insecurity around money. It was a really, it was like the coolest thing and also a hard thing because I got to go to this like incredible school and and um, meet, you know, friends that uh, were obviously in a really good financial position and I sort of had seen things that I was like, far out, I didn't even know this shit was possible. I didn't know you could have a house this big or like you could earn this sort of money or you could do these things with your life. So... I think in that sense, it was awesome. But then in another way, it gave me a lot of insecurity around like, you know, I never had a friend at my house in the whole of high school. Not one friend came to my my house growing up. And um, yeah, it doesn't, you don't look back to now going, yeah, that's pretty, pretty shit. But it was just something that, I don't know, it, like my parents are fine. They were great. And it wasn't like, you know, I'm sure people come from a lot um, tougher situations, but it was definitely added to that relationship with it where it was a little, you know, it has been... A, a learning and something to get comfortable with for sure. Do you feel like you're aware when you are at school? Like school fees is obviously one thing. You had your scholarship cover that, but I know that you know there are so many other things that pop up, whether it be like the school camp or this trip or the extra uniform. Like, was that something you were aware of throughout your schooling that you knew that it would be tough on your family, or were you sort of a bit more like sheltered at that? point didn't realize what was going on as much it's a really good question i think i was super naive to it all like i think my parents would never have ever have let me sort of know to the extremities like of what was sort of going on so they would as i said i never went without anything but mm. there was an understanding that it wasn't easy for things to happen so in that aspect like i've incredibly hard working parents um 
in that sense. But yeah, it was it was definitely in the sense of like you know we didn't live in the same areas as as mates like that. But it's really funny because I lived in a city, and back then that wasn't cool. But now mm. it is. Like you know, I so I grew up in like I always say this to people they never know, but I grew up in North Fitzroy, and people would say that yeah. now they're like, oh my god, that's awesome. I'm like, well, it wasn't awesome back when I lived there. Yeah. But like it was it's really cool to have I'm so blessed into how how that sort of eventuated and you know, all my mates lived out in like outer suburbs and I was like, Oh, I just wanna live on big block of land and do these mm. things. But you just I think one thing that I really realised growing up, not that you have any idea what you're thinking about, but like everyone's situation is so different and you'd sort of go to friends' houses and be like, Oh, these guys have a nicer house But then you get older and you're like thirty and you go, Geez, I tell you what, I used to think they were well off, but this guy who lived here, like that block is worth wait. You know, mm. you sort of like work that shit out later in life yeah, and you go, wow, okay. It's not about just the house. It's about diversifying assets and doing all these sort of things too. And maybe spending money on private schools isn't the best thing. Maybe it's going to the other thing and in investing in holidays. So that's all the stuff that you think about now. But um, I just want to harp on the fact that like I had an incredibly, incredible lucky upbringing um, and you know, didn't go without anything. But I, I know that my parents were working so hard to give me everything that they possibly could. You said that at the time when you're sort of growing up that you were a bit sheltered from sort of what was going on. Is it something you've spoken about with them like now as you've gotten older much or never really broached the subject? It's probably, I haven't really spoken to them about about it but like you know I've got an incredible, like a really good relationship with my parents and like, yeah, I try and support them as much as I can and like I said I could never repay them for what they've done for me so I think for me like growing up it was always like that dream of like one day I'd love to like buy my mum a house or something yeah. like that you know like the rock um, the ultimate like yeah, you see the yeah. stories of like someone repaid their parents mortgage or something yeah. and they like not didn't know yet. not there yet but I'd love to you know that's, that is yeah. a pipe dream it's so crazy right and this I don't know money and psychology are two like things that are probably more linked than we like to admit and I look at my relationship with, you know, my family and albeit like, you know, there were obviously wasn't um, rolling in finances, but then you look at another family and it's, they might have a lot of money, but it doesn't bring, it, it really doesn't, it doesn't bring happiness. And I know that for a fact, I know that it helps and it's definitely allows you to do cool things and it gives you options. But if your fundamentals aren't right behind it, then it's, um, it's, you know, it is what it is. So you say that like psychology and money is very linked, which is very true because mm. people feel like, I mean, we're doing a whole series. I'm talking about money because people feel so stressed and yeah. awkward to talk well, about it's fucking it. fucking awkward. I feel like I'm like, everything I'm saying, I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, I hate I know. myself. But isn't that like this. so crazy? Like it's we could so talk crazy. about like death. We can talk about like all these other topics. But then like when it's about money, for some reason, it's so like, oh, like yeah. which is something that we why all deal with every single day. I, think I don't know why it is. I think it's because we've, gr- like, we've grown up that it's secretive. Ta- yeah. You don't talk about money. It's like... I don't know if you've got a lot of money, then it's really shameful to be like, you know, boasting that to the world. And if I you don't you, have a lot of money, you feel yeah. shame with it because it's like you're embarrassed by it. Was well, that fear of like, yeah, that, well, there's both of those things. And I think like maybe there's that fear as well of like when you do accumulate some money, you, f- you fear of like losing it. I don't know if that, mm, yeah. you, you guys have that, but for me, you know, it's something else. I'm so scared of like just losing everything. And in my world, growing up with the house, sort of situation to then like being footy being delisted giants being delisted so like that is sort of something that i have had to like live with a lot so i think like that ability of like comfort and you know it's so easy to say and i definitely don't always live in this world but something i have been trying to adopt like over the last sort of probably 12 to 24 months is like money comes money goes like yeah Mm -hmm. as the more you're just like fluid with it 
it goes and it comes and like i know that sounds so like ta- like whatever i don't even know what the word is it's a bit like spiritual or something but <laughs> i always woo like woo. yeah woo woo that's the one but it's there's been some times in my life especially when i was playing footy like i was really low on finances and i remember just going like you know what it's all gonna work out and I know this is so dumb saying this but then like all of a sudden something would pop up and like Manifest, it would just come yeah. <laughs> and like i remember this time when i was living in sydney i was like playing footy i had like no money and all of a sudden it hailed and as every, in like it no, hailed like money fully hailed well sort of or we, it, it, it hailed we outside and it was no, just hailing it hailed like it and you know what sydney's like it just absolutely hailed oh like we're literally talking no, about hailed. rain yeah. no no it literally oh, so hailed. Like, it's hailing money no. it's like all the money's coming well too. funny you say that because it, it, <laughs> it literally hailed like as in the weather and then my car got hail damage yeah and my car was worth like 500 bucks yeah. but it was insured and from that i got like eight grand back from the my car and i was like i haven't this this is fucking crazy like my car was broken and it was like i had no money and i was like i don't know what's going to happen and then it just fucking hailed and then i got this insurance and i was just like wow okay that was pretty cool money like it's just comes, like yeah <laughs> and it's just like all right well you know it is what it is like it's and it's a big one for me is um I don't know if this translates to anyone else, but in my sort of aspect, I was telling you before, we're doing a four-week challenge here at the moment, just going to the gym every day, and <laughs> it's been hard. And was there was there a part of was there a part of our last interview where we were meant to join this challenge to go to the gym every day? As well? I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. We'll get to that in a minute. But I was we're doing this challenge, and I was like, throughout it, whenever I try and eat well. I end up eating worse because it's like mm, I'm like I really want to eat well I really want to eat well then oh all of a sudden God, I just eat yeah. like shit because I just don't you like binge because you binge because you're just binge. like oh fucking hell I've been eating so well so the same thing is I found when I try and accumulate and save mm. I'm like not spending anything not spending anything and then all of a sudden you're just like fuck this and you go and blow like money on sales Yeah. so I feel like if I can just have a good relationship go you know what I'll spend a little bit here but I've got to make sure I'm making more than I'm not and it's at this point and the bills are getting paid, then it's a bit better for me because I don't like to, you know, I don't do the spreadsheets. Um, yeah. But I do have a P&L and um, a profit and loss through my accounting that, um, you know, I know what I have to make. I know what break even is and I know this. So I think just like for me, it's knowing the basics and just knowing where I have to hit and just sort of keeping it in that realm rather than sort of micromanaging. And I know that's good for some people, but yeah. for me, it's I like to just be a bit more top line. So going back to, I guess you mentioned before when you started footy and you were saying that you actually weren't really good with your money. I think there's yep. a perception footy players make a lot of money and it's a great job to be in. What was your experience when you like first started footy and why was like why was it tainted badly with money? Yeah, it's a good question. So, I'd love to, I wish I actually did some research for you, but I can't remember what my first contract was playing, but I think pretty sure my first two years was like 60 grand. Yeah. Out of, so 18, like 60 grand. That's like very good. Yeah. Um, you know, now that's obviously gone. It would have gone up. I don't know what the numbers are anymore. Maybe first round draft picks back then were only like 90. Yeah. So I was a third round pick, so it sort of goes down as it goes. I think for me, like what's really good and what they do now with a lot of young players is a manager will sort of like transfer your money. So like it's set up, it gets paid into account. Then you might have another account that you don't see what you've got and you just get a budget each week. Mm. So oh, they do that for, that for Yeah, you. they do that for a Well, not they do, a lot of players get that done. Right. Whereas I didn't and I wish to this day like it did at the start. But also 
sometimes you have to sort of learn and stuff up to to take things on board because yeah at the start like i said i had no idea what i was doing with my money i was all just getting paid into one account you know i wasn't paying rent i was living with mum and dad at home yeah i just sort of spent what i wanted like just sort of bought things and because you sort of see it going up you're just like oh it could be okay but um yeah the story that i'm probably alluding to that i spoke to you girls about last time like after my first year of footy i think that contract was around like 60 grand and then by the end of that year as an 18 year old i was like i had 40 grand yeah saved and then after the next year which would have been the same amount of money i remember getting to the next year and had 40 grand like you hadn't saved anything and i was like holy shit like what just happened like i'm 19 oh i would have been 20 now and i was just like holy fuck like i don't know what the hell just happened it's like, a lifestyle crepe <laughs> oh man it was all the nightclubs and, and yeah. you know the jaeger bombs and Dill's stuff on the town yeah i was, must have been out i don't know what i was and i hate even you know bringing up that story it's so uncomfortable and it gives makes me sick thinking about it but i think it's also really important because it shows that like you know wealth isn't built in a year it's built over time and like if you stuff up and you make some poor choices it doesn't mean you're doomed for life like you can you're you're better off making those mistakes early and and learning from them and then from that you know i still didn't really put anything into place but i just remember going okay like let's work this out and just try and save a bit more and put some sort of things in action and and just ensure that you know what i'm spending and what i'm making would set like some budgets like around those numbers and then i was really lucky at the end of that next year uh, i was lucky enough to play some games and i suppose when you're playing you spoke about like what afl players make there's two types of contracts in in afl like there's a lot of contracts but two main ones one is like a base contract plus match payments so that's more like your younger players who might earn like 60 to 100 grand, but then they earn like match payments, which can be anywhere from like two to five grand a game. Yeah, right. So you can really make your money if you're playing consistent footy. And then the other payments are like just no matches. Like, and that's normally over when you're on a 300 grand base. These stats might be a little bit off, but from my memory, it might be different now. Say if you're on a $300,000 contract, that would mean you don't get match payments. You're just making 300 grand. So they're assuming that you're actually on 150, but you're playing every game. You'll make the other 150 playing, if that makes sense, like those sort of numbers. So yeah, once you get over that 300 sort of mark from, and I was never on that, mind you, so they didn't think I was going to play very often. (laughs) um, You then can just get that money guaranteed. Can you take us in, like, side the footy club? Mm. You're obviously hanging out with these guys a lot and you're all on completely different salaries. You're all, I imagine, Mm. um, depending on how much you're playing, how much you're not, how long you've been around. Do people talk about how much they're on? Like, is that, are people open about that or is it sort of a bit more hush-hush? I suppose, like, as we said before, like, normally you don't, talk about like how much you make and that mm. i don't know that it's a bit weird i think telling i don't know i don't know if it is weird maybe it isn't weird but like at yeah. that time it definitely was because it is like you're in a you're in a competitive environment like these are your teammates but they're also people you're competing with um on the field and like yeah it's, it's definitely a hit to the ego when you sort of hear about like things and you're like oh fucking hell like you know i want that and you can pee yourself and there's a lot of things like that so it is pretty crazy but yeah like you, normally plays wouldn't sort of say what they're on but two parts is like media play a big part in that and like projected mm. sort of salaries when people come to the club you have an understanding of what they're on and then the big big one is alcohol once you sort of mix alcohol <laughs> with a few guys they love to sort of tell you what they're earning and yeah, um, the secrets the secrets sort of come out so they're the two ways you find out um what someone's earning 
Is that dynamic tough? Like if you're turning up to training the same way that they are every day and you might even perceive that you're like playing as well or if not better than someone else and you know that they're getting more money than you. Like is that something that you're aware of or is it you're not really thinking about it? Um, I, you know, it's funny because I like was always someone down the bottom, Mm. you know, echelon of, of payments and like it never bothered me because I'm pretty big on like you get what you earn. And, like, if I was playing every week and I was putting bums on seats and making members buy tickets, like, well, I yeah. would expect to be paid accordingly. But, you know, in the team, there were guys that deserved more money than me. So, like, mm. I wasn't really upset. And I suppose that's just how I looked at at team sports, like, in, in the team anyway. Um, that's not to comment on, like, any other sports, just, like, AFL in general with, in the men's comp. If Buddy Franklin is on a million bucks, like, he probably should be on a million bucks, you know, <laughs> like he's allowed to be on a million bucks. But yeah. where it did probably come into guys that were similar to you, um, you would often compare going, you know, well, if I'm on like a hundred grand and he's on 200, like, fuck, like he's not that much better than me mm. sort of thing. So, and I remember like negotiations when on the Giants, like I was on 70 grand at the Giants at like 20, started on 60, 60. Then I think it's so weird saying this, but I'll be honest with you. I think after my third year, I went to 160. Mm-hmm. And then went down, back down to 120, 110, 70, 70. Yeah. How's that From feel? memory. So it was like, yeah. like that. And it sort of showed like the peak of it, then started to sort of go down, down, down. I look back now and it was the best thing that have happened. Mm. And I say that in the sense like it taught me so much about like finances. And I think that like if I had have finished on a really high amount, it would have been really hard to transition into the real world. But sort of like those last two years being on 70 grand really set me up to like succeed post football because I went into a job that like I knew my first year out. I was like, I don't need to earn a lot of money to get by. And it's I'm actually just investing in myself to go and do what I want to do in a career and start my own business eventually when I can make some money. But if I had been relying on funds, and I see this with a lot of players and it's it's not good or bad, it's just what it depends on the situation – you know, they might be on good money and they've got family and investments that they want to sustain. So they have to go play to a local footy club to make a lot of money and work a job they don't necessarily want to do. And that's something that I never wanted. I would have rather have like started the, at the bottom again. Like when I left footy, I went and worked at 3AW and I'm, I, I'm 99% sure I was on like 26 bucks an hour working like weekends and, and stuff. like Crazy hours. Yeah, crazy hours. And it was just so humbling. Like, it was a massive hit to the ego. Like, I was so... Like, I was working jobs at, like, 21-year-olds working, but I was, like, way older. Mm. Um, but I'm so proud of myself for doing that because it got me into a career that I actually wanted to be into. I learned so much from it, and then I could grow. Whereas, like, I feel maybe the other way, you might grow, but you're not in an industry you necessarily want to be in. Mm. So that was my decision. When you went up to that, you know, high point of your salary, seeing yeah. it the 160, 170, whatever it was, did you feel like you experienced the lifestyle creep? Like, was it a period that you felt like, oh, I'm making way more than I actually need, like necessary, because yeah. you knew that you could live off the like, you know, 60 grand or whatever, and that you were like saving with it? Or did you do, were you like, I'm making so much that I can spend so much more? No, I probably made that mistake like the year earlier. Right. So I think it was like, as I said, it was lucky I made it then and not like the next year. So that year after, like, I had some really good, you know, even my mum and dad were, like, really keen on me to get into property yeah. as soon as I could. So that was always, like, a really big thing for me to buy a house. 
Um, and like the internally, like the messaging is always about football is like to play a game. But for me, I really loved footy and I always wanted to play as much as I could, but I, I wanted to use it to like set myself up because I saw how important that was. I speak about like my family and my dad, like he played 16 years, won three premierships, but probably didn't make like the best decisions. Whereas like I played eight years, played like a quarter of the game, but I was able to buy a house like four years in, you know, and I, different money and stuff back yeah. then, obviously, but way better career than me. But he you know, gave me a lot of good advice to not make bad investments. I feel like at the moment I'm really keeping up with the Joneses and the lifestyle creep is seriously coming in to full play. So if you know full well that I feel the same way. Particularly, you know what, I think it's using a credit card and like debt-like features. It mm. feels like free money sometimes. Just bye, bye, bye and worry about the pain later. That pain though is becoming a little bit too much. Too much. <laughs> okay, so tell me, what has been your strategy to fix this situation? So firstly, cancel the credit card. Well done. It's hard to do. But secondly, easily, I've started using Up's new feature, Maybuy, which is all about picking things that you want for the future and then creating like a savings schedule over, say, like four or six months so that you can be smart with your saving and purchase that product in the future without the stress. I feel like this is really going to save me from that late night scroll. Oh my God, so many times. It's all about that reverse money psychology, like ask for permission rather than just begging for forgiveness later. Yeah, and I mean, it's like you can actually buy the things you love, but it's kind of guilt-free free because you're buying it with money that you actually have. Don't buy it, may buy it. I love what you did there, Maddie. <laughs> Thank you for that. Up is a bank, but they don't subscribe to that label due to the perception of traditional banks taking and not giving. It's a perception that Up is changing steadily every day by giving young people the tools to get our finances in order and get what we want in life. If you download the Up app today and sign up with the code YIGC, they will deposit $10 into your account. Easy money. T's and C's apply. Find them at up.com.au forward slash terms. When we chatted recently, you like very quickly reeled off like your sort of values that you mm. have. And I was like super impressed because you we were talking about it in the context of, I think, budgeting and how you were saying, well, if something comes up and it aligns with one of my values, then that's like something that I'm happy to invest in. And if it doesn't, then I don't. Yep. Can you run us through like what, so you've just touched on one there, creating yep. memories. Can yep. you run us through the other ones and I guess sort of how you came up with those? Because I think it's like a really valuable sort of process to go through that when you're thinking more high level about spending money and things like that, that can be a great sort of guiding yeah. light. It's a great point. Um, I didn't do it for like finances, but I mm. feel like I just did it for like things that I love. But then you realize like this can be used for any sort of check of what you want to do. Um, a mate of mine who's a, a great sort of friend of mine and, and, a, and a mentor, he's like, let's do some values. And I was like, oh, fuck off, man. Like, I, don't values. <laughs> like, I feel like you do values and you just like forget about them the next day. But yeah, we did this exercise and came up with, you know, go through like 200 words, 100 words, 50 words. And you slowly just like break them down into what is important to you. and, and As in other words, like. Oh, yeah. So they could be like. Fun, yeah, yeah, okay, positive, like all those yeah. sort of things. And and whilst those words are fantastic, like there's some ones that like they'll end up sticking with you. It went from like five that I finished with, and now I've got like three mm. because like the other two are they sort of fit in there as well. So you want to make it like as tight as you can. So yeah, my values are um, environment. So you know where I work, um, being around good people, being at home, having a nice house. Like I'd love, I want a nice. You know, home is where the heart is, like all those things. Like you spend a lot of time there. 
you know, so when I think about that, you think about like, all right, I want to invest in a good bed. Like, spend half my life in this. It's in my home. It's in my environment. Like, I'm allowed to spend money on a good bed. Like, if Jazz, you know, we've had to put some budgets around some homewares <laughs> stuff because she took this a little bit too literally. But like, you know, <laughs> homewares, investing in our investing in, yeah, you can't use on. that just all the time. But like, there are, you know, having a nice home and, and having a clean environment is like really important. And it even goes yeah. down to like clothes for me. Like, that's an environment. Like, you know, I love... I love clothes. Like I like spending, but you got to, you know, be smart with how you do it. What's the, we'll come back to values yeah. really quickly. I want to ask this because we were asking our community this when we were at a live event recently. It was funny to hear people's answers. Oh, yeah. What would be the like um, amount that she would have to spend on like your joint card yeah. that you'd be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, you know, you know, some people are like, you know, it's, it could be 500 bucks and like you wouldn't even notice, it could be a thousand, wouldn't even notice. But like, what would be the amount that's like, what the fuck did you buy? Well, it's I'm- not like not notice it gone. It's more like, you should like we should have had a conversation yeah. about yeah. you spending yeah. this much money. <laughs> we're pretty good to be honest. Like we're pretty good. Like the only thing we probably really spend money on as a as a family is like the house or holidays. Yeah, but what would be like if you yeah. saw an amount pop up on your credit card? You'd be like, what? The hell? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because with my like credit card, I have an um an accountant and like a bookkeeper who go because like a lot of the my card so, so what account would the bookkeeper like, be like what so the that's fuck? that's where I'm getting is like <laughs> there's been some times where they reconcile everything that we do because it's quite consistent with like the business and there's a few general expenses that I have to like you know explain what they are yeah and there'll be a time where I'm like seeing something I'm like fuck what, what is this like the name's not reckoned like I'm not like working <laughs> out what it is like I don't know what's like happened and she's like, oh, yeah, I got this. I just forgot to transfer you back. Like, before. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's interesting. But no, What's she. Scanlon no, and Theodore. She's, she's very good. Um, we're very good like that. But I think, like, for me, it's more the sense of, like, I have a credit card that's got a $5,000 limit yeah. on it. So if I go and buy something and I go and it declines, because, mm-hmm. like, I like to, I like it sort of to decline to know, okay, well, that's <laughs> in my head. I'm like, all right, I've got to refill it. But what, why, you know, has it been a while since I've done it or has it been like a week since I've done it? And sometimes... This is your own like security it's check. It's my own security check. <laughs> and like sometimes I remember like I've paid it off and then I'll go to like buy something and it's like gone again. And I'm like, Jazz, what did you do like to the credit card? She goes, oh, I booked those flights, you know, there was that sale. And I'm like, well, that's a value. So um, as long as... And, she, and she's actually very good with... She loves a deal. Like, that's like, she's very good at planning where yeah. I'm not a great forward thinker. I sort of live in the what's happening like in the next five minutes, not what's happening in a few months where I've had to get better at um, in that sense. But yeah, we're pretty good. We're pretty open and honest with that sort of stuff. Like, the only stupid shit I waste money on is shoes. But besides that, um, good shoes. Thank you. Nice shoes. Um, besides <laughs> that, we're pretty, um, we're pretty sort of casual with our our spendings and yeah i get a lot of support in this environment i think like something that for people listening you know whether you're there yet or not it's really funny like when people say you have to spend money to make money Mm. and i think you have to spend money on advice like i'm not educated in this sort of field very well or the english language mind you (laughs) um but i get like you know i've got an incredible accountant and I've got financial planners that I catch up with a lot to get upskilled on and be like, hey, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Where is this? And whilst those, you know, I look at those um, fees sometimes from like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, like, 
you saving lives here, guys? Or what's, <laughs> what's this payment for? I know that it, I, it's. I'm actually in my head. I'm justifying that as like a. It's education yep. and it's knowledge that I don't have to be more comfortable. And it comes back to that money comes, money goes. Like I, you know, make sure you're not getting ripped off, which I'm definitely not. But you need to. You can't learn anything if you're not sort of doing it. Yeah, that's how I justify it. But back to the values thing. So yeah, um, environment, um, moments. So that comes down to making moments so like moments when i go through the camera roll i want to have like you know family time family holidays um golf trips you know, i want to do <laughs> the at important least stuff. well like i want to do at <laughs> least i have two a year that i would like to do yeah um which again like why are you working so hard to build something if you're not going to use what it is and that's what it came down to when i sort of went through that um so that's what the moments is like making moments and last one is growth now growth is like probably the most uncomfortable one but i know for a fact like growth is easily the most important because without that like i don't get the other two well i guess that's why you're spending money on your financial advisors and things like that spending money on that like having hard conversations with um people in the office it's like putting myself in uncomfortable zones to grow um it's like you know once a year i want to do something that challenges me like and this year i really pissed off that i didn't do that i only identified it actually through by doing this exercise year prior i did this camp um where i went to tassie and like it cost me i think it cost like two and a half grand and i was like why the fuck am i doing this i don't even want to go yeah but what i got from that was like exponential like i learned so much about myself and without those things other things wouldn't have have, um arisen so yeah growth is the, the third one that is the one i don't love as much but it's almost like the one i love the most you now have a business and you're responsible for a lot of people and at the beginning you kind of talked about that fear of like money being taken away or like do you have that same fear with the business and is it more paramount because you do have people that you're responsible for now or like in running a business what is your biggest fear when it comes to money yeah it's a great point um yeah it's definitely a fear 100% like you know we had our first employee last year um and I remember that like going through going far out like you know this is this is full on like super you know you gotta it's not so much that's just like you're you are responsible for someone's livelihood at that time not not forever and it's not you on a pension plan here no not a, <laughs> not a pension plan. but um yeah through that you know i've been really lucky to sort of grow and like get a few more people in and i think we have like we've got sort of like including half full-time half part-time about 10 people now huh. and that's really something i'm really proud of like something that's really incredible and at the moment like the business is we're growing and we're just trying to like everything we make we just put back into sort of people and um and doing those things but yeah it's something that is really i don't take lightly and it was definitely something i had to get used to in that sense but i think it just goes back to that point earlier about the PL and like the more confidence you can have in that top line and just educating yourself on going hey this is what we need to make a month to break even yeah. and once i know that and we hit that i go sweet well, like the rest, the rest is gravy, or like the rest is something we can invest into something else. else. Yeah, <laughs> not yet. Um, but yeah, so I think like that was a big one for me. Just going, you know, finance is one of those things too. We spoke about it. You're like, oh fuck, it's too much. I can't bother looking at it because I don't want to have the um, feeling of that uncomfortableness. It's like I was going to go get a blood test today. Um, like I said to Jazz, I just want to go get a blood test. Like, you know, I just want to make see sure. What's um, up. Yeah, see what's up. Like, you know, I'm a dad now. I want to stay alive and like look after myself. And then I was like, oh, but I'm scared of what could come back. You know, like yeah. if I get a blood test. But it's the same with finances too. It's like you don't want to like <laughs> look at it 
because you're scared of what you'll find. Be yeah. like, well, if I just do it now, like it's probably better than doing it like in a year's time. It's so true. Which is funny. So yeah, I think like just being proactive. The one analogy I'll sort of leave on this stuff because I, it's not a strength of mine at all, but it's like eat the frog. What and the hell is that analogy? So <laughs> it's like if I told you that you had to eat a frog today in the next 24 hours, if I told you you have to eat a frog, raw frog or cooked, whatever you want, but if I told you you had to eat a frog in the next 24 hours, would you do it first thing in the morning and get it done with yeah. or would you ruminate over it for the whole day and then just do it at the end? So not only do you ruin your whole day, you then got to eat the frog at the end or you just just eat the frog in the morning and then you can move on. That's so good. Mm. Maybe that's why they say to do like the things that you don't want to do at the beginning of the day or like the, the where you can be the most productive because it's yeah. kind of like with a fresh mind, you're like, just do it. Yeah, it and done. it's like even with, you know, the gym, we go in the morning because it's like, mm. I don't want to sit back going, fuck me, 5.30, I'm going to the gym after work. Like it's so it's so annoying. So I'm, I say that, like it's a still a trying to improve that, but I think the eat the frog analogy around all this stuff is just, yeah, it's been a really eye-opener for me in terms of eating a lot of frogs. I'm just picturing <laughs> you like coming in yeah. at like 8 o'clock in the morning, just, just like got the zero off or whatever yeah. accounting software you're using to be like P&L. Yeah, P&L, Incoming, where are we? Outgoing, we're good today. Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And the point about having a business too, like it's been interesting. Like this, people would just assume like 10 staff, guys you must be it's like well no like there's a lot of you know money comes money goes like that's the same as a business as well like even if there's money moving it's it's moving quickly it's can't it's you know and we just got to make sure more's coming in than than yeah. going out with all of this in mind would you consider yourself good with money you're allowed to say yes i reckon i'd have to say yes yeah, yeah i'd have to because I think what I'm proud of myself with the finance stuff is like I do, I don't miss out. Like I, I look it back to what I said before about my family. Like I don't miss out on anything that I want to do, but I'm also got an eye for the future. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Like is there better things that I could do to set myself up in the long run? 100%. Like 100%. Like there's so many things I could be doing. Like I could be doing more investments and all these sort of things. But I also just want to live you know what I want to do and I want to have fun but um, I've also got an eye on the future if that makes sense so I feel like at the moment things are going well but it's really interesting you know like we're just after the season we just had the pockets are a lot lighter than Hmm. um than they were and it's sort of feels yeah the feels (laughs) of, of that sort of December January um thing you know buying presents and especially when you have your own business like you know it's working over that time still paying salary so like it's where you know you just take that on board and money comes, money goes. Yeah. <laughs> just got to like get comfortable with that. And I just don't check the bank as much over this period and yeah. it's got to back in that it's going to work out. Well, I would say that obviously, like if you're saying you're good with money, I would say in a sense that like you definitely are if you've come from a period, like you've come from the beginning of like over accumulation, feeling really stressed to a point where you're happy with money comes, money goes, because mm. I'm sure that- I'm not happy with it. I just know that I'm, I didn't <laughs> so, I will say, I didn't even say I was comfortable. I just understand that that's what happens. <laughs> okay. Well, I was- <laughs> I, I understand. Maybe my point's I'd completely rather, redundant. I'd rather it not go if I'm being completely <laughs> honest, but I understand that that's what has to happen. Well, obviously like otherwise, Otherwise, you could be in a mindset of like you're like every day being like accumulate, accumulate, yeah, accumulate, and then not sure. spending on the stuff that you need to be spending. Nah, on. like I so. love, I love having fun, and I love spending money, and I love being able to do things. Like I love, um, I love like my dream 
And what I really gets me excited is like when we go out of the team and we put it on the company credit card and I'm like, hey, and not to be like, here, but I'm just like, that out. means a lot, yeah. you know, like it means a lot. Not People might be like, oh, that's cool if they're getting shit, but it's like, it actually means a lot to me that we can do this. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, it's really cool. And I think like even a point that I love with money and I, I think this has been a thing for me for a long time and I only learned this through doing a podcast and we talk about values and stuff. And I was doing a podcast with Ed Hatcher who's from Alfred's apartment He's got an awesome brand in Gold Coast. And he said something to me and I was like, I'm going to steal that because that was like really along the line of me. It's like, I want to I want to make as much money as I can. Like, I want to make as much money as I can so I can do as much fun shit possible. Mm-hmm. And like, I think there is that stigma of maybe going, well, why do you want to make as much money as you can? It's like, well, I want to fucking just do cool shit. Because you need money to do you, like you everything. Do. And it's like, <laughs> you know, there is those arguments where people are like, oh, you don't need this. Well, like, un- you know, unfortunately slash fortunately, you do you can't Mm. not do anything to make money and you can work really hard and you can accumulate but as long as it's for the right reasons that's what it is and it's like i want to make as much money as i can to do the most amount of cool shit i can and live a cool life Mm. so i'm not saying you can't do that with money but it probably makes it a little bit harder money can't buy happiness but it can buy some cool shit well (laughs) yeah exactly Yeah. yeah Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, have you ever seen an unhappy man on a jet ski? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, know, you just don't see people no. crying on jet skis. It's just not a thing. Uh, it's a classic. It's true that I think not enough do we just be honest and open and vocal about the fact that, like, I want to make more money. Like, yeah. I want to have more. And I think so often, like, even me saying that, I'm like, oh, God. Know, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't not want to have more, right? No one wants to make exactly. no money. So, like... And yet, how often do you hear people saying like, oh my God, I'm so poor or like, oh my God, I have no money. Like, why do we say those things as opposed to the flip of like, oh my God, we had a great month of work this week. Yeah, it's weird. A great month at work this week. A great month at work. Well, I'm not to get too woo-woo into you about this (laughs) stuff, but like I'm really big on language and like language is so important. I think it's the most underrated skill in the world. Tell me more. And it's about (laughs) like how you say things. So, like, for example, I'll go back to when I was playing footy. I was like, fuck me, I'll never do that. Or I'll never, I'm not playing this week. Like, I'll never play, you know. And I started, like, framing my mind, uh, my language more into, like, hey, I'm not where I want to be yet. You know, I don't know if this is true or not. And it could be complete bullshit, but it's placebo, nocebo. And it's like, if you believe it's true, it is. If you don't believe it's true, like, it's not. And it has an effect on you. So, I heard this thing once that was like, your brain can't tell when you're being sarcastic. Mm. so like you i'm a big believer in like you know you speak into the world things come things you know you manifest what you do and if you're telling yourself like fuck me i'm never going to do this i'm never going to make more money than i am oh i can't afford this like it's this is never going to work i'm never going to be able to do this i'm never going to it's like well you probably won't because you keep telling yourself that but you say like hey i'm not where i want to be yet but soon if i keep doing the things i'm doing and i trust the process i'll be where i want to be yeah that's so true and it's like even if you're not, you're then telling yourself you will. And it opens you up to opportunities it when does. you're putting that attitude you got out to. Into the and it's world. contagious. It's yeah. so contagious. Like, I'll subliminally, I'm not a psychologist, I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. But when I'm talking to people, I always listen to how they say things, like, always. And it's the biggest, like, green flag or red flag for me when people start talking about things. And I'm like, I wouldn't have framed it like that. We're going to be so cautious now every time. Yeah. No, but after a few beers, I'll be like, look, man, you got to change your language. <laughs> you got to change your language, man. That's so good. And then Jazz is like, Dylan, no one wants to hear this shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, 
I think the biggest thing in my mind or biggest example of this is like when you tell yourself you're bad with money. And yeah. I think that well, you, can you really will be bad get with money you, if you into tell that trap. That. Yeah, yeah. Of like just feeling shit about it and yeah. being sad about it. And I think this has been, to be honest, I'm like reflecting. We did an episode that will have come out before this. I'm not sure yep. how long before this. And to be honest, like I got to the end of it and I think it served its purpose, but I feel like the tone was a bit negative. We were trying to be open about the struggles that we've been having recently. But I think you throughout this episode have been putting, I guess, a really positive spin on it. And I think I have taken a lot away from that. It's true. I have been telling myself and feeling pretty shit about money recently. And I think that that is like manifesting itself into more of that. Mm. Whereas I think if you flip your attitude and you start thinking more positively about it rather than, oh, I can't do that. I have to restrict that. It can really turn things around quite quickly. Mm. Well, it's not even, it's not just money. It's like, like, I'm a super anxious person. And I don't normally say that because bad language. Mm. But for <laughs> ages, for ages, I used to say, fuck, yeah, anxiety. Like, mm. you know, I'm so anxious all the time. It's like, oh, anxiety. So I was like, fucking no wonder it's coming, man. You bring it up every five <laughs> minutes. Like, how are you meant to, like, recover from it? You're like, am I breathing normally? Yeah. No, I'm anxious. <laughs> and now I just, like, don't talk about it. And I yeah. fucking don't feel anxious because it's just I'm not giving it air. Yeah. Like, so... I'm not saying you can think yourself into being a billionaire, but you can think yourself into being a bit more positive about it. And I know that's not hard, but it's a habit. And mm. I'm so bullish on it. Language. Good finance term there. Yeah, bullish. <laughs> yeah, you like that? I'm so <laughs> bullish on it because I think language comes before mindset because it like affects it mm. and then the mind goes into the values and... I think yeah, that like yeah. rounds it out really nicely. <laughs> the psychology of money, it all yeah. comes yeah. together. And I don't, eventually. I just want to end by saying, I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. So don't listen to anything. But we'll put a lot of disclaimers yeah, in this please do. I'm not, that is not very positive language. I have so much idea what I'm talking about. It's the best. <laughs> I should be a son. <laughs> well, Dill, thank you so much for joining us on our Taboo Money series. We thank hope you. that people have taken away something from this episode. I'm so positive. happy that this was a pilot and we won't release it yeah. as well. Like, it was good as that we can just, no one's going to know. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Anyway, just yeah. Don't, look at, don't look at your own company's feed for a while, Dill. <laughs> we'll chat to you in 12 months' time and we'll see if anything's changed. Oh, in God. The, in the money <laughs> you know sphere. what, though? Just saying that, that's the fear, right, is like with this stuff you put yourself out there and then you go, oh, in 12 months if it's not working, then you look like an idiot. But That's a lot of what we talked about now. <laughs> well, it is, Sorry. but like you can only comment on the now. Yeah. You know, you got to live in the present and then just see what happens and I suppose in 12 months we'll be the judge. <laughs> You can look back in this and go, whoa, then listen to that guy. Actually, <laughs> listen to that guy. Yeah. yeah. Positive. Yeah. Like positive it. language. Positive language. Thank you very Good much. Good stuff. Joe. Well done, girls. Thank you. Well, that wraps up another Taboo Money Chat. But that does not mean that the conversation needs to stop here. We want to know your thoughts. My thoughts that I want to know is, <laughs> are you experiencing the lifestyle creep? And do you have any strategies around how we can fix that? <laughs> Or are you talking about your salary with your friends? Maddie, what are you earning? (laughs) (laughs) Shoot us an email at yigc at equitymates.com or DM us at yigc podcast and we are going to be collating your thoughts. Anonymously, of course. In our brand new weekly newsletter. So exciting. You can sign up by the link in our show notes. And whilst you're on your phone, why not download Australia's highest rated banking app? This episode was brought to you by Up, the bank making dealing with money easy for our generation. And if you download and sign up using the code YIGC, they will deposit 10 bucks into your bank account. T's and C's apply. Find them at up.com.au forward slash champs.
You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.